One of the products that I recommend to my patients, I highly recommend, is Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables. Back in the early 2000s, I began to have some respiratory issues that affected my practice. It affected my family life to the point where I'd come home from work and basically just lay down on the carpet because I was so tired. As I took Balance of Nature, that began to slowly change and the energy came back and was able to enjoy time with my family. I recommend Balance of nature to all of my patients because it's a product that works with three fruit and three veggie capsules balance of nature provides you with all your recommended servings of fruits and vegetables every day right now balance of nature is offering 35 percent off on any new preferred order go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code usa I'm a handshake and tape. I'm a spud with a plane. I'm a miracle that's greater day by day. I ain't your average quitter. I don't put up a golf. I'm doing the best I can. The Tom Taylor. Don't be hated. Hot at the heaven. Nothing but love for you. Good morning, my fellow Trump taters. This is Jamie Renda on the Trump Tater Podcast, and a lot to talk about this morning. Um, if I lose my voice partway through, it's because I've had a little touch of uh, walking pneumonia, so I'm still struggling to uh, <clears throat> talk all the time, but I, I think I'm going to be able to make it through the hour. So I'm going to start with my Trump Tater of the Day, and it's kind of a split between Ted Cruz and... Um, Man, I just lost my brain. Um, McCarthy, our House of Representative Minority Leader, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, yesterday, it was quite exciting. I thought just for a brief moment, I had this little glimpse of hope that maybe he might end up being the Speaker of the House. I know it was kind of an irrational thought process on my own, because Nancy Pelosi would not have allowed that uh, vote to have taken place if she was not for sure she's going to win. But... He was up by 10 votes with only like 40 left to count. And uh, I thought maybe there's going to be this little minor rebellion. We've had a few Democrats switch over, but she ended up winning by six votes. But it's a very, you know, very tight uh, election, you know, election between the two of them. But uh, anyway, he is in full support and there's a lot of support. And uh, with uh, McCarthy leading the way. Ted Cruz, who has been able to mount a coalition of 11 senators to oppose and, and contest the election unless they agree on a um, a format in which to go in a 10 day a 10 day emergency format to go in and look at the election results and uh, the corruption and fraud that took place. So anyway, kudos to both of uh, Ted Cruz and uh, Congressman McCarthy in the House. So um, a lot of other things to talk about. We have a little Mitt Romney news that we'll share down the road. He always gives us something to talk about. So um, I'm just going to kind of hit a list of a few things in this first segment before we get on to talk about the Georgia election and also January 6th and what is going to take place in Washington, D.C. Um, so a little coronavirus update. We haven't really talked about coronavirus in a while. So <clears throat> I read a New York Post article the other day. It says, it says, growing body of evidence shows that COVID-19 leaked from a Chinese lab. So I think we've all suspected this for some time and Originally, it was kind of put down and then brought back up. And But uh, it says U.S. National Security Advisor Matthew Pottinger is doubling down on the theory that COVID-19 leaked from a Chinese government-run lab in Wuhan. Uh, Pottinger, a starch critic of Beijing, allegedly made the claim in a recent Zoom meeting with the British officials. And uh, so it goes on. It, it's an article well worth reading. Um, especially under the understanding that this uh, attorney over in China was just uh, sentenced to four years in prison for her uh, coming out and reporting on what was taking place. And I think that was also a theory of hers that it was um, that it was made in the lab 
and leaked out. And, and again, just a I, I don't think we've you know we haven't been on this program since New Year's Eve. It's just kind of a heartbreaking scene when you see Wuhan out celebrating New Year's Eve in full fanfare. Everybody out on the people. And then in America, you see no one out on the streets. The New York Times, except the mayor, <laughs> uh, who decided it was okay for him and his wife to go out and dance in Times Square after telling everyone else to, to stay home. Again, a little bit of the elite liberal hypocrisy out there. But uh, in addition to the fact that no one was out celebrating, uh, something else that just breaks my heart on this is that they were actually um, making arrests. So in L.A., they had their super spreader task force and detains over 900 and arrest 100 people for their New York, uh, I mean, for their New Year's Eve celebrations. Um, just incredible that we have people that we're using our law enforcement to go out and and uh, arrest people for celebrating New Year's Eve uh, in America. Well, on the other side of the world in China, um, where this virus began, um, and miraculously, you know, the restaurants are all open, their bars are open, and to my knowledge, they have not been vaccinated. Um, so I don't know. It, it makes your head spin a little bit, but they're out celebrating New Year's Eve in full fanfare. And in Canada, there is a um, a video that was shown with the police coming into Canada. Six police come in to arrest a family uh, that got together that was not all from the same household. It has six people there. And they were each given a $1,500 fine. And uh, you can see the older lady and a young lady trying to hold back the man that they're trying to haul away and... Uh, it was all over them having too many people of non-family or non-household together and uh, neighbors telling on neighbors. It's just, uh, it's, <laughs> it's uh, on the sad end there. And uh, so then another incident that happened, and I'm going to call this the COVID-19 crazy. Let me find it. Uh, this just really uh, is a sad Situation. It's an Arizona woman accused of beating her three children, her, her children who were COVID-19 positive because they were not wearing masks in the house. Um, I'm just like, again, I mean, what is going on in our world where a parent is beating their kids for not wearing a mask? And uh, so anyway, her name is Sarah Michelle Boone, was arrested on December 26th, so, you know, right after Christmas. Uh, police responded to a call at Boone's residence where they were informed that the mother had hit one child in the face, kicked another, uh, a second child while he was on the floor and picked up a third child by their neck. The individual who called the police was one of the victims who said Boone had carried out the assault because the children all tested positive for COVID, but were not wearing masks in the home. And uh, so I'm going to have to chalk this up and maybe we ought to have a COVID-19 crazy corner because this is definitely some crazy here. And uh, I'm going to go on as long as we're talking about COVID-19 crazy. There's another COVID-19 crazy that I'm going to read. Oh, hopefully I can find it. Yeah, it's a left-wing journalist wants to find any anti-masker and beat them to death. Effing Christians who don't wear a mask will burn in hell. I have so much hate in my heart tonight. I thought, wow, you know what kind? You know how would that be to live your life on this? That uh, that you have so much hate for people that uh, you want to beat them to death. And so it's left-wing journalist Kurt. I can't know. No, I'm not going to say his name right. Itchenwald. Itchenwald. Sounds like a German name, maybe. Uh, tweeted that he wants to find anti-maskers, beat them to death, and that any effing Christians who don't wear a mask because they believe in God, believe God is saving them from COVID-19, are what Jesus condemns and will burn in hell. And uh, anyway, just uh, 
again, that COVID-19 crazy. I mean, it's kind of a chalk up between the mother who beats her kids for not wearing a mask in the house and and the guy who wants to go out and just find an anti-masker and beat them to death. Um, so a New York, the New York Times bestselling author, author uh, who in 2017 wished death on family members of Republican officials who voted for Trump care, tweeted on Wednesday, it is at a moment like this that I want to find Anyway, he goes on to uh, tweet this, but he's also, this guy's carried a lot of hate in his heart for some time and uh, almost had to feel sorry for people like that, that uh, just have so much hate that they, um, it's just seething out and everything that they, 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 that they do in their lives. So anyway, those are my two COVID-19 crazy moments and we're going to be back on the trump tater and discuss a few more things that are going on in the world around us the georgia senate runoff elections tomorrow and what's taking place on january 6th and uh what we can expect and and um who so we'll be back on the trump tater in just a minute I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is, I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action. Not a loan company. Welcome 
Welcome back to the Trump Tater Podcast. Going to start in just a little bit more of this COVID crazy, the COVID-19 crazy stuff. And uh, just going to talk about kind of a sad story um, in the op-ed in the New York Times. Uh, Holocaust survivor, um, 87, has is showing the tattoo that she had uh, when she was um, part of the Holocaust and uh, she went to one of the camps. Toby Levy is her name. A retired accountant has gone viral for her story of surviving both the Holocaust and the COVID-19 pandemic. Levy, Levy is an 87-year-old New York resident who is also a volunteer uh, docent, I think is how you say it, or docent, uh, for the Museum of Jewish Heritage, explained that her Holocaust stole her youth, and now the coronavirus pandemic is still in her final years of life. And uh, just talked about her normal routine that she had before coronavirus and the the way she loved her life. And just, you know, here she's very independent and uh, self-reliant at 87 years old. And uh, now she's finding herself locked in, only being able to communicate with her families via Zoom calls and doing her lectures for the Museum of Jewish Heritage on Zoom lecturing. And um, but not having that connection with her community that she's used to having and uh, just really feels that um, that she's having her last years of her life stolen from her. And she is. I mean, I look at uh, um, my father in law. Uh, he has a neighbor whose wife has been in a. Uh, a nursing home and I hadn't even thought about this because he we have him over for dinner every Sunday and he kind of gives us updates on everyone well yesterday he said that uh, his neighbor's wife had passed away and then um, he said you know she's been in there a year in the nursing home a year and then it hit me uh, well he said it was really hard on him because she didn't recognize him and so my husband said well well she, he was able to get in this year he goes well through the window he could see her through the window. And I thought, well, no wonder she couldn't recognize him. You know, here she was the last years of her life, the last year of her life in this uh, nursing facility. And uh, this, uh, this man went up and saw his wife on a regular basis through the window. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't be within touching distance. And, uh, and so how heartbreaking that is that, uh, that uh, he was, was not able to spend the last days of uh, of her life with her and being able to hold her hand as she passed away and, and be able to hear his voice and, and recognize him. So again, these are some big trade-offs. Uh, I mean, there's no easy solution, but these are big trade-offs. And I just don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I won't go any further than that, or that left-wing journalist might come after me and, and blame me for, you know, the people around him that are getting coronavirus. But uh, I just don't feel the trade-offs are worth what we're giving up, and especially what we haven't felt the full effects of, of yet is our disruption in our food, um, food industry and how many people are going to be going hungry um, soon just because of that disruption throughout the world and the trade-off there. So anyway, we'll get back on a, a couple of other things that are going on in our world. Um, Antifa. And I, I have so many people say, well, Antifa doesn't exist. Do you, do you know anybody that's Antifa? But uh, Antifa was in full... Uh, full costume, whatever you want to call them, on New Year's Eve in, in, back in Portland. And even the Portland mayor now, now that he thinks Joe Biden's going to be the president, is saying, okay, I, I really need some help here. Uh, they were out uh, and throwing um, the motif cocktails at police officers and and uh, just having a, a full... Um, full New Year's celebration Antifa style in Portland and in other places. Well, there's an article of a young man that is part of Antifa, and he was carrying an Antifa flag. He'd actually just been arrested uh, less than a month ago when he was pointing a loaded rifle at a cop, and he had posted a $10,000 bond. 
And so now he has flown to a different state and uh, in Wisconsin, now he's in Wisconsin and he was caught with a flamethrower, smoke grenades, fireworks, all headed towards a protest in, in Green Bay over the weekend. Matthew Banta, 23, is charged with obstructing an officer on two counts of felony bell jumping. <clears throat> um, the station reported, he is also known to be the violent Antifa member who incites violence in otherwise relatively peaceful communities. Um, so he says, I, I don't know who comes to a protest with a baseball bat for, uh, for anything other than criminal activity, the police chief said. Uh, Banta admitted that he was headed towards the Green Bay protest, but denied he was planning to incite any riot. Um, and then they said that he was in a fetal position. Let me find it. It's worrisome when people associated with Antifa come here to the Green Bay from out of town for purposes of protesting here uh, or for any other uh, purposes of committing violent acts. You might recall, oh, I'm sorry, I'm kind of bouncing all over on this article here. Anyway, it's just at one point when they were arresting him, he kind of gets down in this fetal position and is crying. And I think, you know, this... Uh, his kid who's out there, he's all tough when he's all in his black mask and and um, his backpack, his umbrella and, and covered up and and uh, causing violence or causing mayhem or hitting others. But uh, when he's arrested, you know, all of a sudden he, uh, he just kind of curls up in a ball and starts crying and saying he wasn't there to do any damage. And yet, you know, here he is in another state uh, breaking his bell and uh with all kinds of weapons in his backpack. So anyway, for all your, if, if you, any of you have people out there that uh, have friends who say, well, who is Antifa? The media doesn't report on them. And so you don't get to, uh, to see it. But this guy, like I said, he, he was arrested, had all this on him and an Antifa flag. So he's definitively Antifa. Uh, today, and especially in, in Portland, and I, it's going to be interesting to see how Portland gets this under control um, because it's, um, I don't know. And there's another incident I didn't even talk Stop traffic mid. Given. It's acceptable. And uh, it's just going to continue until we kind of enforce some, uh, some law and order. I hate using that terminology because uh, I shouldn't say I hate using that terminology. I mean, we just got to have some consistent uh, community standards in which we're going to say this is acceptable in a, our community and this isn't. And uh, law that they're looking at putting into effect that uh, if you're committing these crimes because you're uh, the crimes, and I, I thought, you know, <laughs> I, I just don't understand where we're going. We're going to live in a lawless society, and that's, you know, half. I mean, Mexico has all the same natural resources we have, <coughs> but because they don't have law and agreement between their citizens and the and the police force to follow certain roles, then they um, they can't function on the same level as we have. So anyway, we're we've got we've got to be careful and and figure out what it is we want and where we're going to uh, where we're going to go. So we'll be back on the Trumpeter in just a minute.
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Miami-Dade police say two gunmen randomly opened fire at a Miami park on Sunday night, leaving eight people injured, including a 16-year-old boy. The shooting broke out around 7 p.m. local time at Little River Park. The department's public information officer said two individuals walked up to the area and without provocation drew weapons and started shooting into the crowd. The suspects are still at large. By a vote of 216 to 209, House Democrats rallied Sunday to elect Representative Nancy Pelosi, Democrat from California, as Speaker in the 117th Congress. Ten former U.S. Defense Secretaries declared that the U.S. presidential election is over in a public letter published in the Washington Post on Sunday as President Trump continues to claim election fraud in swing states. A growing number of congressional Republicans are siding with the president and plan to object to Biden's win during electoral college counting on Wednesday. USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. Each policy forms and availability vary by state. As coronavirus vaccines continue to roll out, the battle against COVID-19 is far from over. USA Radio News' Jeremy Scott reports. The U.S. has surpassed 350,000 deaths from COVID-19, the highest death toll in the world from the virus by far. New York has recorded over 1 million cases, the fourth state to do so behind California, Texas, and Florida. Dr. Anthony Fauci on ABC's This Week says the U.S. is behind its goals on getting the population vaccinated. It's now about about 4 million. We wanted to get to 20 million. But some little glimmer of hope is that in the last 72 hours, they've gotten 1.5 million doses into people's arms, which is an average of about 500,000 a day, which is much better than the beginning when it was much, much less than that. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio says the city plans to vaccinate 1 million residents by the end of the month. From the USA Radio News Oregon Bureau, I'm Jeremy Scott. USA Radio News. Welcome back to the Trumpator. Just wanted to talk about kind of something I saw uh, over the weekend in Japan. There was a pro-Trump rally, and I've noticed this. There's one in Taiwan recently. Uh, I'm trying to think of where else I've I've seen them being held. Uh, But I've just throughout this last month uh, since the election, actually even before the election, I, I saw. A few, but uh, uh, let me look here. I, I I was looking up real quick on uh, on Google, and then I realized I'm not going to find it on Google. So just a, uh, a heads up for DuckDuckGo, uh, if you're wanting to find something that Google probably wouldn't carry, then uh, you know always try an alternative to Google. And I've got to put that as my. Um, is my go-to, and I forget to do that. So anyway, you can find this on DuckDuckGo. But just look at Japan held a, a pro-Trump rally. And then, like I said, there's been several others that I've seen throughout different countries this past month. And so I think these other countries are looking in and recognizing that the stability of the world is really dependent upon, you know, who's leading and how America is being led. Uh, so it goes on. Let's talk about what's going on in Georgia tomorrow. And we have the two senators uh, races in Georgia, which I'm kind of confused, Brian. Hey, do you know how both of them came up to be elected at the same time? OK. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that maybe that was it. But anyway, both of these are up to for election right now. And. Um, and so. um some of the people, conservatives in Georgia, are saying they're not going to get out and vote because 
they are doing it kind of out of protest uh, for the fraudulent elections. And in Georgia, you have the governor and the secretary of state and uh, lieutenant governor all involved in what appears to be, you know, from I, I guess from, you know, the people looking at us and saying we're kind of crazy um, that um, we look at that and, and think that they, they got kickbacks or something. They did this $110 million contract with Dominion Voting, and uh, there's just some really questionable things. And so over the weekend, it, it sounds like, you know, President Trump put a call in and uh, the whole call was recorded, but the you'll see that uh, that that wasn't really, you know, they they took that out of context. I, I definitely feel Trump should be far more that call was being recorded. He's not nice. Go in and evaluate. Set this election out, which I think is going to be horrible because if we don't have those two seats, uh, Nancy Pelosi and uh, Chuck Schumer, and Joe Biden are going to be the future faces of America for the next four years. That's pretty damn scary. So um, anyway, um, I I think we need to do our part and and uh, get doing a last minute donation here to see if we can help with these Georgia races. Uh, one guy, uh, one of the Democratic contenders, basically works for the Chinese Communist Party. In a lot of ways, he's a movie production. He was a pajama boy um, back in this commercial. I think, I can't remember. I think it was when Al Gore ran or, or Barack Obama ran. He was in his pajamas sipping on hot chocolate and and uh, living in his father's basement or something. Anyway, he became known as the pajama boy, but um, a young man that inherited his money that came from wealth and and uh, but he has this media company and he's put together all this propaganda uh, for the Chinese Communist Party. And so that's up for question. The other the other man running on the Democratic side is a, a, a minister whose wife has actually came out just recently and said that uh, there's domestic violence taking place in their home. He's also one that is a big uh, supporter of Jeremiah Wright, Wright the preacher to Barack Obama, who had all these anti-white uh, rhetoric uh, when Barack Obama ran in 2008 and Barack Obama said he didn't know anything about it. And yet he was there on a regular basis. But now we're shifting, you know, 12 years later. And the things that Jeremiah Wright said back then, people found kind of uh, distasteful and anti-American, but 12 years later, somehow it's became mainstream um, acceptable. So, um, which is just unfortunate to show where we've came in the last 12 years. But these are the two candidates running. And uh, so it's not just losing the Senate, but it's losing the Senate and adding two very extreme um, left-wing um, senators to our Senate. So, I hope that the, this is a ploy on the part of the conservatives there, and they're just saying they're not going to vote, and they're going to turn out in mass numbers yesterday, uh, tomorrow. Uh, President Trump will be there uh, tonight for a rally in Georgia, so hopefully he's going to be able to inspire the conservatives in Georgia to get out and vote um, in full force, and hopefully we have people watching every one of the polls and we have poll workers working in every county and and that we're watching and making sure and we're having signature verifications and we're really monitoring this race uh, to make sure it is fair. And so hopefully just keep keep prayers out there for the state of Georgia that the Senate race will go in a in a way that will give us control of the Senate again and give a little balance to power there. So. I'm trying to think of what else in Georgia. I guess that's the main thing. So we have that taking place today in Georgia. Some rallies taking place to get out the vote. Tomorrow we have the election. 
people will be flying into D.C. starting tomorrow, maybe starting today. Um, and so there was a rumor out on the Internet, and I helped spread this rumor, so I've got to correct it, uh, that the D.C. mayor shut down uh, all the restaurants, convenience stores, hotels, etc. Some hotels have been shut down. Uh, she did uh, put out an order. She says it was just because of coronavirus and it goes through the 15th and it had nothing to do with this pro-Trump rally. But restaurants are shut down. Uh, but not all the hotels are shut down and not all the convenience stores and gas stations are shut down. So anyway, when they had this rally, but she did express real concern for this uh, the people coming in on January 6th for this pro-Trump rally on when Congress meets to verify the electors. So I know a lot of people going, so I hope I hope it's an incredible turnout and it's a one of positive moving forward, regardless of how this goes, that uh, that again, we're Trump haters as we're out there, that we're not causing violence, that uh, we're not causing mayhem that we are we're going to be a step above um that of our you know the black lives matter not all the black lives matter organization or protest not the concept um of antifa and others that cause this type of mayhem that um conservatives are going to go in there and show america how you protest and you contest an election uh, so that's january 6th so some as we get back and kind of wrap up this segment, I'm going to talk about some different thought processes of what people think are going to happen on January 6th and and what we might um, expect to come out of it. And I don't know. I mean, we keep being told over the last four years that um, we're going to see justice taking place on Comey and on uh, McCabe and um, Lisa Page and uh, Peter Zark or however you say his name. And uh, on the whole list of people with these FISA abuse, and and we just have never seen it. So it's kind of it's kind of heartbreaking. And you think, well, I don't know if we'll ever see it. Uh, Hillary Clinton and her email scandal. Um, the all, all the people that were um, that were involved in that again, just no no justice. So I don't know what we're going to see. I don't want to put any great expectations out there and be let down again. I, I hope there's something that we're going to see a movement going forward where we're going to have more um, transparency in our government and more faith in our judicial system. So we'll be back on the Trump Tater in just a few minutes to um to discuss, you know, what we expect to see uh, take place on January 6th. If you haven't followed us on social media, please follow us at trumptater.com uh, on our website and also trumptater on Facebook, on Twitter, and, and Parlor. So we'll be back in just a few minutes to kind of wrap up this segment on what we're going to expect on January 6th in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to VantagePointSoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. I'm Andy. 
If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Welcome back to the Trump Tater. Um, I don't know what's going to happen on January 6th. I'm kind of just in a dismay on exactly what we could expect. Um, but I do know that Senator Ted Cruz has 11 senators who's going to contest the election. I know in the House I've heard upwards of 140 to 150 House members who are going to contest the election with um our minority leader McCarthy leading the way. Uh, Tom Cotton came out yesterday. Oh, I, I got to fit in my little more on Mitt minute. And of course, you know, more on Mitt uh, comes out and his haughty, uh, high and mighty coming to save the Republican Party on this white horse, uh, condemning his fellow Republicans for contesting the election, how this was an honest and fair election. I mean, Amit was the one out leading the way back when Trump was concerned about the mail-out ballots. Amit was going, oh, there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to fear there. Um, And so, I mean, with the president from the very beginning, and uh, he's just covering his tracks, making sure that uh, whatever he was involved in is not going to be uncovered. But uh, so but then you have Tom Cotton, who's been a big supporter of President Trump. Republicans on moving forward on the contesting the election. So kind of disappointed that Tom Cotton jumped out there on this. But um, I don't know what it's going to do. It's kind of crazy. But on a a more extreme uh, conspiracy end of this, you have Lynn Wood out there. Now, for those of you who know, Lynn Wood was the attorney for Richard Joel back in the Atlanta bombing uh, case, the security guard accused of um, uh, being the one that uh, set off that bomb, and he didn't. And so Lynn Wood actually came to his defense and uh, represented Richard Joel. He also, Rick Sandman, the young man that was uh, slandered by the media, um, he's came out and uh, defended him and made this young man a very, very wealthy man. And, uh, and then Kyle Rittenhouse, he's supporting that now with uh, with these elections, this fraudulent elections, Linwood and Sydney, Sydney Powell have been working together. Uh, I shouldn't say working together. They, they I think they, uh, they work separately, but they are coordinating some efforts there. But Lynn Wood has just been out on a, on a vengeance, if you will, on some tweets against John 
Roberts, the Supreme Court again, and he's even crossed the line in some people's book because he's came out and criticized Mike Pence and has suggested that Mike Pence may be um, part of the coup against President Trump. So, you know, I, I did some studying over the weekend and went back and read all of Lynn Wood's tweets and some of the other things that he has came out with. And I'm thinking this man is a smart guy and he's a uh, a, a lawyer for defamation. And so when he's putting out this type of, of rhetoric, a matter of fact, he even challenged John Roberts. He goes, you know, don't you know what defamation is basically saying, if I'm defaming you, you should be uh, suing me. But he, you know, basically kind of suggesting that John Roberts knows that this isn't defamation, that what he's saying about him is true. And, uh, and so basically, uh, Patrick Burns is another one out there. He's And I talked about him last week uh, with a CEO or former CEO of Overstock.com. So these are two pretty credible people and uh, with the reputations that they're putting their out on the line and money that they're putting out on the line and uh, making some pretty incredible accusations uh, that we probably aren't ready for to hear and don't want to hear because we hear them and we know they're true, that means that uh, we have an obligation as American citizens to step step up and fight against this type of horrific um, evil. And uh, so when Hillary Clinton in 19 or in 2016 uh, on her email scandal suggested that if she's going to be taken down, she'll take a lot of people with her. And, uh, and I think she knew exactly what she was talking about there because this type of activity that uh, – Lynn Wood is suggesting took place and we have the whole, uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein debacle uh, that's taken, that has been kind of taken place over the last 10, 15 years um, with him and his pedophile Island, his uh, private jet that he takes people to his Island on and the activities that take place there. Um, so you have to wonder in the back of your mind, <laughs> you know, what all is going on in these interconnections and and some of the things that are being suggested. And and I don't know, because, I mean, this kind of goes over my head. I mean, because, again, it's one of those things you think, could these people who are in places of trust in our nation really be part of this type of corruption? And because uh, we're talking about. Uh, pedophilia. We're talking about murder. We're talking about a lot of things that uh, are being suggested out there by Lynn Wood that in any other year, I would think, man, this is this is just too much. It's crazy. It's definitely conspiracy theory. But uh, Facebook's not fact checking the guy, um, which tells me something out there. I mean, that he's making some pretty hard allegations against some very significant people in our government, and there's no little fact check going behind them. And so, and again, this is a defamation attorney that knows putting these type of allegations out there and not having uh, things to back it up, you know, would run him uh, financially and destroy his career and uh, and probably put him away. I mean, um, I don't, so I, so I was thinking, what does this guy have to gain by making these type of accusations? So I think we just got to keep an open mind. I don't know what's going to be discussed come uh, Wednesday on if if there's going to be a disclosure of some um, real criminal activity on parts of different people in our um, in our government and I, I definitely know to what extent that you know that that it's out there I definitely know something's out there and um, I don't know. I just don't know if we as Americans are ready for it, uh, if it does get disclosed or if we're ready to really do what it's going to be necessary um, to weed this type of corruption and evil out of our out of our government or if we're going to continue to turn a blind eye um, to it, even given all the information that may be given to us. So anyway, I don't know what's going to take place on Wednesday. I just think we have to go into it with an open mind. Um, perhaps there's going to be deals cut behind closed doors um, and, and information won't come out in, in, a, in the fullest. Um, maybe it's just going to be on the actual corruption and fraudulent election that took place and uh, we're given information there. I'm not for sure. I mean, it, it could be it could be a loaded Wednesday 
on what all comes out or um, so anyway, I, I, I guess it's just a wait and see. It's just two days off. And uh, I, I, again, I mean, I used to think uh, Alex Jones with this con- conspiracy theorist, and he is <laughs> to a large degree, but it sure has turned out a lot of things that he has suggested and put out there uh, look like they're coming to play. And so then I look at Lynn Woods and I think this guy's kind of a nut, but maybe he's not. He's definitely a lot smarter man and has accomplished a lot more in his life than I've ever thought about doing. And uh, so maybe some of the things that he's saying has some credibility to it. Um, I I just it's so bizarre, uh, the type of things that are coming out right now, that it's hard to to know what is true and what's not true. But uh, these are definitely, um, again, just the people I'm looking at that's been involved with Patrick Burns and uh, Lynn Wood, Sidney Powell. Um, these are three incredible individuals um, that have been very successful in their careers, successful in their practices. Uh, Sidney Powell, successful in the military. Uh, Michael Flynn, a three-star general. Um And, you know, everybody's trying to destroy these individuals, but so far, everything that they've came out with um, seems to be, you know, leading us in the direction of of, um, at least uncovering some of the fraudulent behavior of our government and some of the leaders in our government. So anyway, we'll be back tomorrow uh, to kind of follow up on this election in Georgia uh, these two senators, if uh, you have, know anybody in Georgia, please give them a call and encourage them to, to get out and vote. But just keep your prayers uh, in mind tonight that uh, we can win these two Senate seats in Georgia and at least maintain control over our Senate chambers. So we'll, we'll be back on the Trump Tater tomorrow and just follow through on this election, what's going to go on on January 6th some of the crazy stuff that's going on in our world. But remember that we need to be Trump haters. We need to be people who outshine, outclass, and outperform, dependable and exemplary uh, people. And uh, we're going to need a lot of Trump haters in the world ahead of us if we're going to make it through and maintain our Constitution and our democracy. We'll see you tomorrow.